ready whenever. Okay. Still have twister fries and an adequate amount of um, drinks. I do still have a drink, an adequate amount of fries and some chicken. <laughs> Alright. So here we are at the last episode recording. Um, 15 episodes. 15 episodes and um, almost the end of the year. That's pretty good. Yeah. Considering, yeah. Considering that, you know. We've done we, a lot of. Um, we've been really busy this year. <laughs> yeah. We've had to take a few breaks of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get to set up our Patreon, which yeah. is great. Um, we had and our first anniversary. We did our first live play. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We did. Alright, we did, uh, yeah, uh, I thought you meant live as in live streaming, sorry, my bad, <laughs> but that's a plan, sorry, sorry, anyway, hi, I'm Rika, and I'm Miggy, and you're listening to Sodium, Sodium Exposure, we haven't we're, done that before, yeah, we're well. it's a lot of fun, yeah, we should remember to do that more often, anyway, yeah. um, it's Halloween, it's Halloween! It's Halloween! And you know what that means? It's heist time! Wait, no. No. I mean, I would have liked it, but you know. Um, time constraints. Yeah. Um, um, no, but we are going out tonight. Yeah, we're going out tonight. We're going we to going our home bar. Our, at mm-hmm. Cash 272 in Gazan City. There's a lip sync battle happening tonight. It's also a Halloween party. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? I have a costume for that. Mm. I'm gonna go as something scary. I'll go as a baby boomer. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like like a tita tita boomer <laughs> wearing paranormal. More vocalizations like Katya. Yeah. Uh, well, you do have fan. You do have the fan. I which don't. Oh, you don't have the it fan. The fan has now. been absent oh, for the last few yeah, sessions. I sad. don't know where why. Did you, where did you put it? It's I not... don't know. Oh no, it's missing. Someone donate a new fan for Miggy. Yes, please. <laughs> please give me one that's huge and says Thorpe. <laughs> That's very specific. No, just give me a really big one. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, so today's Halloween. Last Halloween. year uh, we did something special, but this year we were strapped for time. And <laughs> Must we expose ourselves? <laughs> uh, well, we have been very busy uh, lately, yeah. IRL, and we don't have the talented Gino to uh, guest for us. Yeah, this year. <laughs> this year. We don't know about next year um, yet. Who knows? Um, but we do have something almost as good, I guess. I mean, it's one of the things that I like. Uh, it, it's, it's one of my hobbies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is talk about some of life's greatest mysteries. Have you ever really wondered why we're here? <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about uh, very mysterious, spooky stuff. Some or of we'll, them are spooky, some of them are... Or, you know, um, just generally 
uh, mysterious uh, for that Halloween vibe because Mickey didn't want to watch horror movies with me. So we Look, we settled with uh, mysterious, uh, creepy things that have happened around the world. That you know, stories about mystery or something like that. We really, really, really liked. Listen, the fact that I listened to the Magnus archives is already an achievement. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I cannot, for the life of me, handle horror movies. Even psychological thrillers sometimes freak me out. Oh, that's the point of it, I think. But if I want to watch a movie, I don't want to be freaked out. I want to get my adrenaline pumped, and I think horror movies. Ride a roller coaster! There is not a roller coaster outside the house that I can easily ride whenever I want. Ride a VR so, roller coaster. Hey, donate me a VR headset and we're let's do it. I mean, I don't have one right now, so... <laughs> I mean, if I had a VR headset, then maybe I would be playing VR horror games. <laughs> I mean, ever, I would. Don't I ever would. try that with me when we start. Um, oops, spoilers. Yeah, well, um, well they'll, they'll find out anyway. Uh, maybe down the line, but yeah, spoilers. So, uh. We're talking we're, mysterious cases. Yeah, mysterious today. cases. Like deaths. Um, deaths. Russian yetis. Russian yetis? <laughs> Who knows? The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or as we like to call her, Nessie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lapras. I was also <laughs> going to say Lapras, yeah. Like, I'm still holding out for a Galarian Lapras. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, um, you want to start? Okay. Like, we all, we well, a lot of us like to read. Mm. Like when we're, when we're in high school, the first angsty hmm. mystery stuff we're exposed to is like the likes of Alexandre Dumas, Edgar mm-hmm. Allan Poe, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I mean, Alexandre Dumas was a classic writer. And then you've got Edgar Allan Poe, like mm-hmm. The Raven. Yep. The no, classic. The, the, the Cask of Amontillado, um, The Telltale Heart, those stories. Mm-hmm. He was this moody af writer <laughs> like all the young goth all the young goths like from my time at least when they were starting out they started with Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> and then came all the black clothing and the spikes and everything Ugh. it was like goth raven nah bitch anyway um his death has been something of a mystery because the circumstances leading up to it are weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, towards the end of his lifetime, he'd already lost his wife, Virginia, and his mother long since passed. Um, but on October, but his death in on October 7, wow, October 7, 1849, mm-hmm. um, it's weird because nobody has ever been able to confirm precise cause of death. Okay. Like, 
According to reports, he was found in delirious in Baltimore, Maryland, and he was just he was like this, this is before before his death. Before his death, like on the days leading up to his death, um, apparently he left because he was on his way home to New York. His home is in New York, mm -hmm. and there's no evidence of where he was between New York and Richmond, Virginia. Huh. Like he was leaving <clears throat> Richmond to go back to New York. He was found in Baltimore. But he was leaving Richmond, Virginia. Oh, and he was going to New York. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he left he left Richmond, Virginia on September twenty seventh. He was found a week later on October third, delirious in Baltimore at Gunner's Hall or Ryan's Tavern. Uh -huh. In Baltimore, uh, a printer named Joseph W. Walker uh, sent a letter requesting help from one of Poe's <coughs> friends in the area, a, a Dr. Joseph Snodgrass. Apparently, when he, when Snodgrass went to see Edgar Allan Poe, he claimed that uh, he was in a quote unquote beast he was binge drinking apparently this is what they were saying um snodgrass's account describes poe as quote unquote repulsive well, if that he looked uh quote unquote lusterless and vacant yeah if you've been drinking alcohol for lots i mean you know alcoholism can do that to you i guess I guess, but also it's kind of like <coughs> sorry. This guy, this uh, this Snodgrass guy. Mm -hmm. He's not even. He's not the most credible. So what do you mean he's not credible? He's not the most credible person to like ask for help because apparently the man was one of those people who were against uh, alcohol and he had no problems using. Oh, uh, okay. He Using was, like some kind of. As, uh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, as a scapegoat for mm. all of that. So, when Poe died later on, like he died four days later, mm. apparently he was said to have called out the name Reynolds on the night before his death, but no one has ever been able to identify to who, like, who was this Reynolds he was referring to. Like, one. Some people said that it might have been Jeremiah N. Reynolds, a uh, newspaper editor and explorer who probably inspired the novel, the narrative, Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. Okay. Another possibility though is uh, Henry Reynolds, Henry R. Reynolds, being the fourth ward poles at Ryan's Tavern, who mm. may have met Pope on election day because when he was found, it was in fact election day. Oh. Yeah. So that's weird. There are so many other theories about there are theories about that it was a beating, mm -hmm. that um, that he fell uh, victim to a practice called cooping. Like it's a mm -hmm. it's a according to this, it's a method of voter fraud practiced by gangs in the 19th century, where an unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate multiple times under multiple disguises. And that'd be so Voter wow. fraud, basically, in the 1800s. 
well. Yeah, pro that's probably because they didn't have proper senses and, you know, the pole watchers at the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, alcohol is one of the more popular things. And it, was, it wasn't just, like, it's... There's some conflicting things about it. Mm -hmm. Like, some say Snodgrass wasn't to be believed because he was part of the temperance movement. Some say that Poe tried to... Because Poe was a former alcoholic. And in his later years, he became a member of the temperance movement then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like... It was basically AA before there was AA. The temperance movement was essentially AA. Alcoholics Anonymous, uh -huh. before Alcoholics uh -huh. Anonymous was a thing. Um, and there are other, like, there are several other theories. Carbon monoxide poisoning, heavy metal poisoning, rabies, a brain tumor, the flu, murder. Murder. Like in a in a two thousand book called Midnight Dreary by author John Evangelist, uh -huh. John Evangelist Walsh, he presents a theory about Poe's possible death that he was murdered by the brothers of his wife, fiance, uh, Elmira Shelton. Wow. Like okay. apparently, like as he was leaving Richmond, Virginia, where he recently proposed. Yeah. Um, he made it all the way to Philadelphia. But he was ambushed there by Shelton's three brothers, who warned him against marrying the girl, their sister. Okay. Frightened by the experience, Poe disguised himself in new clothes, accounting for, in Walsh's mind, his secondhand clothing, mm. and hid in Philadelphia for nearly a week before heading back to Richmond to marry Shelton. Shelton's brothers intercepted Poe in Baltimore. Walsh postulates and beat him, forced him to drink whiskey, which he knew would send Poe into a deathly sickness. Yeah, because whiskey back then was yeah not stupid uh, strong. Yeah, and not as refined as it was. Yes, it was. It was essentially poison. It, yeah. Back then. It was their uh, early days of uh, whiskey. It was moonshine. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, yeah. I don't so, know my history of. Um, Whiskey, but I know that it was super strong until they until found they proper distilling. yeah until they found proper ways of distilling. Yeah. So this one has gained like the murder theory. Mm. I mean, of course, it being Edgar Allan Poe, this is probably the most metal way he would have to go out actually being murdered because he talks about it a lot. Yeah, he was. For him to have been murdered in such a way, is it? By alcohol poisoning is kind of, I would guess in the 1800s, slow and really painful. Mm. And by all witness accounts, like he was in a monstrous state of intoxication. Mm. So the whole possibility of it being murder sounds really plausible. But you know, more, um, how do I say this? More tenured. Histor more tenured Poe historians are like they say it's maybe but, but not really. Mm. So it, okay. Like but with more modern um, Poe enthusiasts, this is the theory that has most caught on. It's the one that a lot of people have read about. Mm. Um, when you 
get like when you look into the clues of his when you look into his timeline it's the one that make, makes the most sense mm-hmm. I'm inclined to believe it but I don't think we'll ever really know yeah because it's been like it's one of my favorite mysteries because centuries. it's like yeah. it doesn't make sense this is a man who has given up alcohol why would he Start drinking. Start, again. start drinking again shortly before he's supposed <coughs> to be married. Mm, true. True. Because you'd want to be sober for your wedding. Yeah, you want to be sober for your wedding. You wouldn't mind maybe a flute of champagne at your wedding because it's celebratory. Mm. So maybe he was poisoned. There's a very real possibility of that. And here's the other thing, Pat. All medical records and documents, according to Wikipedia, including post-death certificate, have been lost if they ever existed. The precise wow. cause of post-death is disputed, but many theories exist. Um, there's an assertion from a Jeffrey Myers that it was hypoglycemia to Yunya, John Evangelist Walsh, uh, conspiratorial murder plot theory. Mm-hmm. It has also been suggested that post-death might have resulted from suicide related to depression, which doesn't make sense. Again, well... It, I mean... You, you Depression is a monster that you can never. Yeah, you can never tell what. You can never tell, but <laughs> it it also the man had recently proposed to a beautiful and wealthy woman. Mm. But then here comes her brothers telling you not to marry her. So that could I have guess. Him into a spiral. Yeah, that could have triggered the depression. So. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that we really don't know what yeah. exactly happened since there are either zero records of it or there are multiple um, accounts, that multiple conflicting that accounts, up. yeah. So it's like, um, and the depression theory also makes sense because, or that it was an attempted suicide then. Yeah. He because had prior, he had one case that he nearly died from an overdose of laudanum, laudanum mm. which was a tranquilizer and a painkiller in the 1800s. Wow. <laughs> That's a toxic chemical. Wow. Well, 1800s medicine. 1800s medicine. I mean, this was the time of like post-revolutionary America. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> the guy was very was pushing what 40 when he mm. died? That's pretty That's by day standards, that's young. Yeah, it's still yeah, it's young. Like 40 is not that far from me. <laughs> Same here. It's only a few more years until I I Wow, I just wow. Hey, we didn't say the specifics of it, but it's a few more years before we hit 40. Yeah. Wow, it's, oh, it just hit me. I'm turning 40 in a few years. It's been 170 uh, years since, since his, his death. death. And this really does give new meaning to the term Good Morning Baltimore. Wow. That's my that case. Is, <laughs> uh, I read it. Oh my god, that's that <laughs> Wow. God, good morning, Baltimore. I can't believe I actually did that. Yeah. Thanks for um, ruining hairspray forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, it is. 
it is very interesting to me. Like mm. when I stumbled on this case years ago, like I forgot about it for a little while, and then when we were doing research for today, Mm-mm. it was among my top three. Okay, so what are your other cases? Well, the usual ones, the usual spooky ones. Uh-huh. Um, Spring-heeled Jack, mm. uh, Jack the Ripper, mm. and the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac um, Killer is the more recent yeah. one because yeah. the, the, the spookiness of the other two comes from the fact, well, Spring-heeled Jack was a, um, what do you call him? He was an urban legend. Yeah. He, he wasn't... He was said to be something with a big head and claws that were like rakes and stuff like that. Mm. But there's no proof of him. Yeah. Jack the Ripper is more palpable because of the you know the whole yeah, Whitechapel murder case. Yeah, and they were uh, it's a series of um, murders. A lot of people like to say that it's essentially solved because it was this uh, doctor. Hmm. I feel like it's a woman though. I also feel like it was a woman. Yeah, I feel like it was a woman. Because back then, as much as men could get close to women very easily, mm. uh, women. Women. Yeah. Outright would have trusted each other. Yeah. As has always been the case. I mean, and, and the victims, I think, they were all of, you know, um, they were close in age. And a lot of them weren't very well off, I yeah. think. I, I don't remember much of it, but I, I remember thinking that uh, it could have been a woman who, uh, you know, I mean, who, ha- who could, could have been have, a very mm, smart, yeah. self educated woman who figured out how to do all of these things by herself. Yeah, and got away with it. Got away with it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of um, murders done by women actually throughout history involves, I mean, in American history, as far as I know, in Western uh, yeah. history, like white people history, sorry, uh, it always had to do with murdering their husbands for their either their insurance or their inheritance. And you do not, like, you wouldn't expect the levels of violence yeah. and deception and the capability to kill people that these women actually have. There was this one, um, I mean this isn't the case that I was gonna talk about, uh-huh. but I remember reading about this one case of a serial killer. Are you talking about the Black Dahlia? No, um, a serial killer uh, who kept killing her husband and she only got but she and she only got caught because she couldn't poison her last husband enough poison him <coughs> enough yeah like, like the guy the guy the guy survived the poisoning oh damn and uh, she got caught um and the police figured out that all her previous husbands were also uh, also died in similar ways. Poison. Oh, down the stairs. Yeah. But I don't know, officer. He just died. Yeah, and I'm rich. Because I get his inheritance and his insurance and stuff. 
I mean, never look too close to it. Like, yeah. isn't this the failing of the males in I, the world? You I never... don't know. I mean, they, they could fall for that, but then in the end, she got what she deserved. Mm. She got caught and was Excuse executed. Right? I don't yeah. So, what's your first case? Okay, my um my case is probably one of my favorite unsolved mysteries in the whole world. Um, mm-hmm. It's called the Vyatlov Pass Incident, and it's about um, nine hikers uh, in Russia who who um, died in very mysterious. Circumstances. Is this why you were saying Snow Yeti earlier? Maybe. I mean, it's one of the uh, theories that um, people have uh, when it came to uh, you know the uh, on how they died. Mm-hmm. But it, I, yeah, it's a very. Um, I mean, you know, Yeti. <laughs> Still okay. So uh, the Dyatlov Pass incident is named after. Igor Dyatlov, who was the leader of the hiking expedition mm-hmm. that took place in uh, late January 1959 and early okay. early February. So um, they were originally a group of 10 hikers. Uh, they were going on this trip so that they can get like a certification uh, from grade 2 hiking whatever to the next level mm. which is the highest uh, certification that they would have had which means that it which would have been cleared to yeah, climb, like Everest or something yeah they which also means that these uh, 10 people were highly skilled highly experienced hikers and mountain climbers and you know yeah, and they're you know they have the experience and the know-how on how to survive uh, climbing up mountains, especially snowy mountains uh, in the uh, which region was it? The Ural Ural Mountains in I can't in this well it's now Russia. Mm-hmm. I think it's now part of Russia, but there's this whole weird. Uh, Soviet, thing. yeah, Soviet Union kind of thing, but you know, um, but let's just say it's uh, Russia. <laughs> okay, so um, they were originally ten people on that trip, mm-hmm. but one of them, uh, Yuri Yudin, I think, um, he had to quit halfway uh, and then go back uh, to their uh, to the original town that they started in. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know he was suffering from a bad knee, he had a congenital heart defect, so uh, he couldn't continue on with the hike. So he, so halfway through, he went back down. And he made it down safely. And he made it down safely. So he was there, and he was waiting for everybody else to come back uh, on the expected date. Mm-hmm. However, um, they were supposed to send a telegram. Um, on February 12th, at the earliest, none came, 
Mm-hmm. And eight days later, on February 20, that's when uh, the relatives of uh, the hikers, the nine hikers, uh, asked for an investigation on where they were. On you know where are these people? They should have got come. They should have. Gone. They should have come down by now. Yeah, they should have come back by then. So um, they uh, held a search party for okay. this group. Of course, most of the people who participated are equally experienced yeah, hikers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and remember, this is like a very snowy mountain region. Yeah. So they were very prepared for it. Of course. So, but then um, on the 20th, uh, they uh, started the search and on February 26th, they found uh, what, they found the remains of the hikers camp up in the mountains of a nearby mountain called uh, Kolatsyaku, which roughly translates to... You're the one who knows Russian. Uh, it, uh, I didn't know what the translation was until I read about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it roughly translates to Dead Mountain. So, yeah, they veered off their... Um, original course and onto another mountain? Yeah, original course. Okay, and, uh, they landed onto another mountain. So the person who found um, the campsite uh, and uh, other investigators confirmed this also. Uh, they said that the tents, uh, they were in ruins. Mm-hmm. So they discovered that the tents were uh, cut up or torn down from the inside. Yeah, so that's one mystery. Another mystery is that they found almost all of the belongings of the hikers in their campsite. So uh, clothes, shoes. The telegram machine the, they were gonna use. Uh, no, they were gonna uh, telegram from a town. Uh, from the town back to their. Yeah, from a different town at the end of their hike. Not the town where the guy with the heart yeah. defect was staying. Yeah. So they also found a set of footprints leading away from this campsite. And a single set or multiple sets? Multiple sets. So about the number of, um, uh, yeah, a- around eight or nine sets of footprints. So that's around the number of people that were missing. Okay. So what they noticed is uh, that these footprints were either barefoot or only wearing socks not snowshoes or mm-hmm. hiking shoes mm-hmm. so why the hell would they be walking barefoot because one the of snow? them is a werewolf <laughs> no i mean it makes sense <laughs> torn up from the inside somebody forgot <laughs> so it was a full moon maybe who knows they didn't um i don't think any uh, of the reports say yeah. that Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> supernatural theories later. Okay, then. Um, Alright. <laughs> that threw me off. Uh, Sorry. Con- continuing on. So, they followed these um, footprints. Uh, and it went down towards the edge of a near 
of a nearby forested area mm -hmm. or in the woods where they found two of the first two hikers. Okay. They were lying down, stripped to their underwear next to a campfire. Next to a campfire. Next to a campfire. They died of hypothermia. They died of hypothermia. Mm. One of them was definitely something. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, you know, they were um, underneath a tree and, you know, they were shoeless and dressed only in their underwear. So, you know, they probably tried to, I don't know, nobody really knows what the reason was that they came to this spot and to, you know, um, make a campfire. <laughs> but they made a campfire, but which they means they make, had, yeah. they had the know-how. Yeah. To, to survive, yeah, because, because like, like I have... said, they were, you know, very skilled yeah. hikers and survivalists and they were gonna, uh, they were gunning for certification for the next uh, level, yeah. grade level or whatever for hiking. So, um, between, so they uh, started looking for the other bodies because there are seven remaining. Right? Yeah. They found the next three uh, deeper into the forest, I think. Um, uh, they found the corpses of um, the leader, uh, Igor Dyatlov, and uh, two more, who, and I quote, seemed to have died in poses suggesting that they were attempting to return to the tent. They were found separately at distances of 300, 480, and 630 meters from the tree that they found the first two survivors. Almost as if they were trying to go back to camp. Yeah. But nobody, up to this day, nobody knows why they left in the first place. So that's five. So that's five. So they only found the remaining four hikers. Uh, Two, uh, three months later, in May, after all the snow has melted, they were found uh, further into the woods in a ravine, and um, they were better dressed than the others, and they f discovered that they were wearing clothes that belonged to the first five hikers. So, yeah, so one of them was wearing uh, on her foot someone's torn trousers and she was also wearing, you know, other, um, and uh, some of her clothes was on someone else's body and yeah, but the biggest mystery is that these, the last four, I mean considering that they were also found like way later, they had um, very mysterious, um, you know, um, they could never tell where they got the injuries on their bodies because I think um, a number of them had uh, broken bones that would have suggested an impact as strong as a car crash. Uh, some of them had fractured skulls and one of them was lying face down with both her eyes missing, 
her tongue cut out, and her lip torn. <laughs> and Mickey is now looking at me like, why is she doing this to me? <laughs> this is because he wouldn't watch horror movies with me, that's why. And really, this is one of my favorite unsolved mysteries. No, but I have theories. Yeah, okay, so what do you think uh, happened? Aside from the werewolf. <laughs> Aside from the werewolf thing. Russian Because Russian mythology suggests that, mm. especially Slavic mythology, uh -huh. it tends to suggest ritual sacrifice as a cure for certain ailings in the community. Bad harvest, ritual sacrifice. The, the Incans also do it. Yeah. The one who's missing parts of her? Yeah. Could be that. Instead, they might have summoned the Wendigo. <laughs> uh, Russian Wendigo. Right, Wendigos are Inuit. Yeah, they're, they're Wendigos aren't um, from that area. Baba Yaga. No, Baba Yaga eats people. Yeah, I mean, supernatural aside, I mean, there were um, a thing, there were, you know, there was a thorough investigation. But it wasn't... Yeah, I mean, there was a... But it wasn't a murder. Mm, it doesn't look like there was foul play involved. Because they were very uh, skilled um, hikers, like I said. Uh, one of the theories say that it could have been uh, an avalanche. So that they rushed, uh, they heard the rumblings of an avalanche. Rushed out. They rushed out in, you know, whatever was, you know, they. Because they found all but, their stuff in one place. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the investigators never found signs of an avalanche because uh, whatever path that the avalanche would have taken, it would have. Uh, there would be debris, yeah. like uprooted uh, trees and all that, yeah. and there were no signs of that at all. Yeah, what freaks me out the most about this case is the fact that a tent was torn from the inside. Yeah, the tent was torn from the inside. From the inside out, mm. which means that they were trying. in a moment of panic. Yeah, they, they were, were woken up by all of this. They tried to escape. The yeah. others tried to double back. Mm -hmm. Then the four who were in the ravine must have been chased all the way there. Yeah. That's why there is um, a Russian Yeti theory. But, but it, from the inside? Yeah, yeah, but they couldn't find any other set of footprints that would have indicated that they were chased out of their campsite. Um, so you, could it have been a bad batch of mushrooms? Nobody knows. They didn't find anything uh, incriminating. No yeah, no. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, according to one of the investigators, uh, they had a lot of you know, um, three of the hikers had fatal injuries. Uh, most of them had skull damage and chest fractures. Like I said, that could that. You know, for those to break, it would be the equivalent of a car crash. Uh, none of the bodies had external wounds, though, associated with the uh, bone fractures. So, they have no idea how that happened, also. Uh, the only one with the external injuries... Was the one who was between her Was, eyes. yeah, was um, 
the yeah was Dubinina Lyud uh, Lyudmila I think I, or something. Um, she was missing her tongue, her eyes, and a fracture, um, a fragment of skull bone. <clears throat> so yeah, she was the only one with visible external injuries, but everyone else. They were they died they all died of hypothermia. I'm curious though the wounds on um, the woman. Uh huh. The Benina or something. Mm. Do do they say whether or not these wounds occurred pre mortem or post mortem? They could they um, undeterminable. I don't think they ever said that in the reports, but they did postulate that. Um, she could have uh, died in what could have been a stream at the time, and that's why her face was that because she was found uh, lying face down. Uh, so fish they, yeah, they were saying that fish or whatever else in that stream could have uh, yeah. yeah before it, it frozen it froze over or it dried up or whatever, but. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so water still runs even when the top is frozen. Yeah. So, who knows what other things... Um, so, yeah. Uh, the Also, they also discovered that the, uh, the nine hikers, mm-hmm. they all died six to eight hours after their last meal so they probably had dinner decided to rest decided to rest and then were woken up in the middle of the night by whatever was thrashing inside one of the tents but you know it really looked like they um, left in a panic on their own accord Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the um, the person who got left behind uh, Yuri Yudin uh, postulates that uh, they didn't come down from because they would have realized that they went off course uh, by the time they got to that altitude. So either they didn't go down because they didn't want to lose that out al- the altitude that they were in because they were trying to get uh, the mileage. Uh, so they didn't go down to um, a safer area, or they wanted to. Um, Practice camping on an elevated area on on the slope, which is probably a requirement for yeah. the certification anyway. Yeah. So those were the two um, hypotheses on why they stayed up there. But up to now, nobody really knows how the fuck they died up there and what made them tear up their tents and leave their campsite. I don't think it's that easy to tear up through tent fabric, especially arctic tent fabric that's yeah. meant to insulate. Oh, um, they also discovered uh, levels of radiation on one of the hiker's clothing. As if this wasn't creepy enough. Yeah. Radioactive. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they, uh... You know, they they did 
try to say that the local indigenous uh, people might have attacked them, mm -hmm. but there really wasn't any sign of any external um, creature or human entering the area of the camp and driving them away. They, all the evidence really points to the hikers tearing up their own tents and leaving in their own accord. Um, they do say, however, that um, there was another group of hikers on the other side of the mountain mm -hmm. that saw orange sparks in the sky that night that uh, allude to like maybe Soviet military weapons testing and it could have been, you know... Um, Hydra? <laughs> it could have been in the area where uh, these hikers were at. But, you know, the Soviet military has been very hush-hush about it, so it's never, it never came out on public report. Hydra. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they uh, have, um, they have this uh, monument now, I think, at the town where they started off. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they have a monument in memory of the nine hikers who died in that, in 1959. And I think, um, uh, I, okay, so here are actually other, here's um, more trivia about the, uh, the hikers. Um, when, uh, during the funerals for the hikers, uh, people who attended the funeral Mm -hmm. uh, were noted saying that um, five of the hikers had a different skin color. So they would ha they had a deep brown tan, or some people actually say it was orange. So it may be related to that whole radiation thing, uh, but nobody really knows. Um, up to now, um, uh, they concluded, the investigators concluded that they all died of natural, you know, nature, because of nature, na nat nature's forces or something like that. But nobody really, really knows what um, they died of. I think this... Uh, also prompted like a lot of there was a movie about this if i remember correctly uh the devil's pass mm. um and i know a video game was also inspired by by this incident and that's it for me baba yaga <laughs> yeah but you know who knows I'm, I'm leaning towards the Soviet military exercise. It does make sense. That one makes sense. Because, yeah, but then I, I, if it was a Soviet military exercise, they wouldn't have made this public. So maybe They had to make some of it public, I think. I don't know. With, the, with all the secrecy and stuff. I mean, this is 1959. Yeah, this is the current 60s. we're talking about. 
so they would have really made the whole thing shush shush. Yeah. And they wouldn't have, you know, I mean, they would have silenced their witnesses in case, in this case, the hikers maybe, but then they wouldn't have let them be discovered. Yeah, they would have just gone missing under more mysterious circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's one of my uh, favorite uh, mysteries. See, your mystery is way more susceptible to supernatural stuff than mine. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I tend to um, gravitate toward those kinds of mysteries where you actually have no idea if it's supernatural or man-made. I, I, I don't know. I really like that kind of mystery. Mm. But it, it's like, okay, you got dead author, don't know how he died for sure. Circumstances behind it are weird. Then you've got nine hikers, a torn up tent. Mm. It's like I don't, I don't know. It's like, like how do we end up with these sorts of mysteries? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, uh, any other mystery do you, you want to talk about, or do you want to plug something? Mm. Halloween, so we all, you know. Yeah. It's time oh, to party. Um, Halloween. Uh, before we end, uh, we want to announce the right. results of our uh, <laughs> the the Nendroid no bargain target. poll 2019. As you know, uh, we did this after our shipping episode. Yeah. And we plan on writing fanfic. Essentially, mm-hmm. we For set your- up this poll. Uh, we set up this poll for people to vote on which mm-hmm. fandoms and which pairings were to write for. And the bet is that if we don't manage to get at least 3,000 3, words in this fanfic, in the fanfic, we buy the other person an and android of their choice. Yes. If we both fail, we have to get each other an android. Yep. If we both succeed, well, everybody I, gets to read fic. Yeah, everybody gets to read fic. <laughs> so, um, we're ending the poll, uh, and we are now announcing the winners. <laughs> the winning. The winning uh, fandom. Uh, we're not gonna announce the pairings because we want that to be a surprise for all of y'all readers. It's not gonna be much of a surprise if you. Yeah, really if you, if you, yeah. So, will you do the honors, Mickey? All right. Uh, for Rika. The winning fandom is Supernatural! Oh yeah! <laughs> I saw that coming. Would you like to announce mine? Alright, and uh, for Miggy's winning fandom, it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why is that not surprising? <laughs> yeah, we're not surprised by these results. Why, why do we even bother making Why do we even bother? <laughs> So yeah, for um, since this is our last episode, uh, formal episode of the season, we'll be taking a break for the whole November to write the this fanfic. And because it's Nano Remo. Yeah, and we'll uh, post the results of the bargain. Um, we'll tell you all about it on our Christmas special coming in December. So, oops. 
<laughs> so it's not the last you'll hear from us. I mean, when is ever going to be the here? The yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you do want to hear more of us, I'll be releasing bonus episodes over at our Patreon at patreoncom sodiumexposure. So. Uh, it's been a great 15 episodes, guys. Yeah, it's been great. 15 Can't wait to episodes. see you at the Christmas special. Uh huh. Oh, did you say see you at the Christmas special? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> anyway, this is Bean Rika. I'm Miggy. And we hope you enjoyed today's mysteries. Spooky. Happy Halloween. This has been Sodium Exposure. Bye. Bye. Cue thunder. Cue thunder. This episode of the Sodium Exposure podcast features music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, as well as sound effects from Production Crate at ProductionCrate.com. The Sodium Exposure podcast is hosted by Rika Shoson and Migi Castaneda, and edited by Rika Shoson. Thank you for listening to the Sodium Exposure podcast. Check us out at anchor.fm slash sodium exposure, and follow us at Sodium Exposure on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to get updates. If you enjoyed today's show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or on your favorite podcast app. If you want to support us further, you can become a patron via our Patreon at patreon.com slash sodium exposure. Till next time, bye!